If you're lucky, you listen to them talk. They're on their way up and they can't stop. For all things great iron and hard top, it's Kevlu and Steve since the sandbox. Guys, week five is a little extended, so the rules uh, are a little bended this week. But we're going to go through with our week five impressions. But first, let's get the ugly out of the way. Dak Prescott's leg did not look good. Um, that's going to be a big impact, big loss for the Dallas Cowboys. And especially with his contract situation, because we know he was on the franchise tag. They were going back and forth with that, the salary and, and what they were going to do for a contract for such a long period of time. But how do we feel about Dak Prescott? Is he still the future for the Dallas Cowboys? First of all, I just want to say the, the injury was awful and sucks for him and sucks for the Cowboys. I just think to act like he's not going to get a $30-plus million contract from someone next season is a little ridiculous. So to, to Stephen A. and everyone acting like this guy's career is going to – his livelihood's done. You know what I mean? That's just foolishness. Absolutely foolishness. 30 was on the table. And I think, Steve, what it's going to come down to is what the other offers are from other teams. I don't know if he was in the Cowboys' plans, period, for the future. I think Jerry's going to offer him the same thing that he offered him in the offseason, 30 to 35, for three or four years, whatever it was. And he's going to say, this is it. There's question marks now. We weren't winning when you were there. You were putting up the numbers, and this is the best we can do. And it's going to be up to Dak to say, hey, do I want to be a Cowboy and take a slight pay cut? Or am I going to go to the Washington football team? Or am I going to go to the Indianapolis Colts? Or, you know what I mean? I think it's going to be all up to him. I would actually love Dak Prescott on the Colts. I would get very excited about that. But, um, <laughs> but, but I'm saying is it's going to be up to him to act like the contract, like he's going to get offered a poop contract. You know what I mean? To see like he's going to get a terrible contract. Phillip Rivers with a shot um, at Giza Butler age. If you guys don't know who that is, that's one of the guitarists from Black Sabbath. He got two years, $50 million. Okay, think about that. Dak Prescott's going to get paid. It's up to him, though, if he wants to be a Cowboy or not. That just is what it is. Yeah, Lou, that, that's definitely you know, a fair way to put it. Um, I definitely think the money will be there. And, and you know, we could see that with, with multiple examples throughout the league. Just a couple of guys throughout there. You know, Nick Foles is definitely one. Teddy Bridgewater is looking good. Um, we saw him get his chance with the Saints last year, Jameis Winston. So with just a different scenarios with different players. Um, but, Kev, just to stay with, with that Dallas game, do you think that we should be sticking a fork in the team? And how do you think about the confidence of the Dallas Cowboys with Andy Dalton now at the quarterback position? I mean, A, I want to say that the NFC East is so bad that it really, you know, I wouldn't even stick a fork in them yet. I mean, anything can still happen. Um, I was actually talking this about this with my roommate, and I was saying, you know, it, as bad as people want to say Andy Dalton is, having him be the guy that's taken over as your backup isn't the worst thing in the world. You know what I mean? Like, you could have worse options. So I think for the time being, they could be fine. I mean, they still have Zeke, so obviously they're just going to probably start force-feeding him. And they do have three solid receivers. So it's not like, you know, Andy Dalton's working with nothing and he's a mediocre quarterback working with mediocre pieces. Like, he has a very good offense. You know, the defense isn't great, but Dak being injured wasn't going to change that anyway. So I think as far as this season, like, I wouldn't count them out. Do I think they were, you know, going to be as good as they would have been with Dak? No, but like I said, that NFC East division, I mean, Steve, you know, your Giants are in it. Like, it's just, it's its really bad. So to count anyone in that division out right now is, I, I really feel like you can't. Yeah, and I definitely think that they have the roster that could complement a guy like Andy Dalton. And I think he's definitely more serviceable than a lot of other backups around the league. 
Lou, I know you would still probably view Brissette as the best backup in the NFL. Dalton will definitely be in that conversation, no? Definitely. And uh, honestly, I th- not that this will help them in a way, but notice when they, they, they showed a statistic, they don't have a good chance of winning when Cowboy quarterbacks throw 30 to 40 times a game. Zeke Elliott has to be the main focus. And I know they don't have Smith on the O-line now. And the Dallas Cowboy myth of them having the best O-line in football has been a, literally actually a myth since uh, DeMarco Murray was there. It's a myth. That was the last time they had the best O-line in football. But now they actually, Steve, are forced to use Dalton as a second option instead of how they were using Dak as a number one. Ground and pound the football, kill the clock, keep it out of the other team's hand. And Zeke Elliott's the best player on the football team. Feed him. And like Kev said, the division isn't, isn't competitive. I mean, it's competitive because they're all a stink fest, but I really do believe that they're not done yet. But you have to give Zeke the ball, Steve. You were saying this even when, when Dak was, was healthy. Feed him the ball, and you have to let the defense get a rest because there was too many three and outs, too many missed big plays downfield. And like Kev said, Dalton is not a bad backup. I know he's never won a playoff game, but he's been there three or four times. And I know Dak's still young, but I mean, he doesn't have the greatest playoff resume either. No, I I definitely think it's time to feed Zeke. But guys, I got to say an interesting point with the Dallas Cowboys. And it's something, you know, I've been really keeping in the back of my mind when we're viewing, you know, the Dallas Cowboys throwing so much and seeing Dak's success. Look at who the new head coach is in Mike McCarthy. When Aaron Rodgers was the quarterback, you know, young in his career, he was slinging the ball, passing it a ton all over the field. And I don't want to say that they didn't have, you know, a great rushing attack, a great rushing game, because we know, you know, that the years with Eddie Lacy were good and Ryan Grant was a very serviceable back. But that running back in his offense never really had the 2025 carries that we would think in the 2025 carries that Aaron Jones can get in that Green Bay offense now. So, you know, that's something to keep in mind because I also feel like Tony Pollard's been introduced a lot into the game. But, guys, to do a little transition, Lou, a, a team that played the Colts very well a couple weeks ago had a, a very nice win Thursday night versus the Bucks. So we're going back a little bit. But, guys, the Bears are 4-1, and one, and they're, they're a legit team right now. You know, they've came back from multiple big deficits, and, and they're playing – Offense, they're playing defense, they're winning special teams. And, you know, I think they're impressing a lot of people. And I think if you had a couple of conversations with some some people, you know, that didn't really keep up with football, they'd be really surprised to hear that a team like the Bears is 4-1. and one. Yeah, man, it reminds me of the Bears team of a couple of years ago when they made it to the playoffs. It's strictly running the football, using the quarterback, Nick Foles, instead of Trubisky as a guy that can get you out of bad situations on third down and make the key throws the defense is there like you said the special teams is there they have a solid head coach the big thing missing was the glue of the quarterback making the right plays not turning the ball over too much and again I don't think highly of Nick Foles he's a um what's that word game manager you know what I mean he's a Ryan Tannehill Andy Dalton s guy you can get you to the playoffs and I think they're a very good football team I mean I don't think the running game is great now that Tariq Cohen's out but the O-lines played well and they're a force to be reckoned with they're gonna beat up the Vikings this year as they usually do the Lions have no chance one of Steve's coaches that's going to get fired. He's going to be right on that one. I just think they're a solid football team, and that's what they were missing, a guy who's not going to get them out of the game. As Kev likes to say, Phillip Rivers does at the end of games. That's what you can't have with the Bears, and, and that's not what Nick Foles is doing. He's been in those situations. He's experienced, and Trubisky just wasn't, and uh, we'll see where he goes from here. 
Yeah, I mean, I don't want to say I told you so, but, you know, dating back to that hot take episode, I did call the Bears winning their division and close right now, you know, with them and, and the Packers and everything, but it, it's still very likely that they could win that division. But, I mean, like you guys said, I mean, the the change from Trubisky to Nick Foles, I think, has definitely made a big difference. Like you said, Lou, just the flow of the game, his management of the game. And like you said, I mean, he's, you know, not the best quarterback, but, I mean, this is a guy that's won a Super Bowl against Tom Brady. Yeah, he might not have played, you know, the full season and only played the last few games, but he won the big game. You know what I mean? He's been there. He knows what it takes. And I think assets they have on offense, like the Allen Robinsons, like Montgomery, like you said, Steve Cohen's out, but like Tariq Cohen, like they have a very good Jimmy Graham as the tight end. Like I know he's old, but Jimmy still got game, baby. Let me tell you. But no, they're, they're a solid team. And their defense is solid, and I think you're right. I think the one thing missing was that quarterback. Was Trubisky going to be the guy, wasn't he? And I think now with Foles, they can really start focusing on making the playoffs and, and finally making a playoff run. Yeah, we'll see. You know, especially with the new playoff format this year and the way that games are getting moved around left and right. Going to be an interesting stretch uh, to finish the season. But, guys, that was a tough loss for the Bucks when we talk about the Bears so highly. Um, But another tough division game that, you know, I had as my game of the week is where the Raiders pulled the upset versus the Chiefs. Um, And I I know uh, we talked about the Raiders a a couple of weeks ago as being one of those teams that we still needed to see more. They were right around that 500-2-2 record or so. Um, And the Chiefs were in the game for a decent amount, but the Raiders hung right there. And Derek Carr does look very good this year, passing very respectively on third down finally has a legit deep threat in, in Henry Ruggs um, and we all a- admire Josh Jacobs and how well he runs the ball and a great fantasy option he's been for all those Josh Jacobs fantasy owners this year but what do we think about that that Raiders Chiefs game guys what have I said since last year pressure Mahomes different guy and I saw her on ESPN today they said are they asking too much of the guy and now we're coming up with the excuses mid-game you guys want to hear something hilarious I've never heard this said about a guy in my life wow can you believe all these shots he's taken they're like wow look at the way he takes those shots that's an excuse for look at how he's not finishing the game well and he's got all these weapons and the Raiders defense is not good all I'm saying is the formula to beat the Chiefs and I've been saying this is put up 25 to 30 points and pressure Mahomes. That's all it is. He had a solid game, but you have to be better than that versus the Raiders. There's no way Derek Carr has your number. There's no way on God's green earth you can say Derek Carr has your number and he's going to outplay you multiple times in your career. It's not going to happen. And it's just, again, this is the reason I couldn't have them as my best football team. The O-line shaky. Steve said it all year with Clyde Edwards Hilaire, which hurts me because I have him in fantasy. But he's not He's not. A, he's not going to get you through the tackles. He's going to make jump cuts and be a kind of shady McCoy-esque guy. But he's not going to break through tackles. And they expect Mahomes to bail them out on third down every time. Two awful plays called by Andy Reid. And then they try to throw a trick play on third down. Mahomes, they ran the same fake option that scored them the touch, the first touchdown of the game like seven times. Like, come on. Like, what are these plays that they're calling, man? The Raiders look good. I don't buy into them still. Uh, that defense still isn't great, and I think Derek Carr's good. Me and Steve have felt the same way about Derek Carr for a while. He's good. He's not great. Again, man, there's a formula to beat the Chiefs, and I saw someone say today, oh, it's like a great NBA regular season team. They're coasting. None of this coasting BS, dude. They got beat. They should have got beat last week by the Pats. They should have got beat by the Chargers if they didn't have a rookie QB. This team is good. 
But I, I do think people are very much overestimating them and underestimating the Raiders. But again, we'll see them match up again, and I do think the Chiefs will take the second one. Yeah, Lou, I'm glad you brought that point up, the Clyde Edwards-Hilaire point, because that kind of leads into my next point, and that's what we were talking about in the group chat uh, yesterday, and that's the Chiefs' red zone offense is, is just not that good. I feel like I really noticed it for the first time yesterday, and surprisingly, like, you know, usually a team with, you know, a very good tight end they have in Kelsey is at least a decent red zone offense. But like you said, I mean, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, you know, is not going to pound it into the end zone. He's going to try to kick it to the outside and, and look for the pile on. So I think there is some flaws on that team that do get hit in a lot of the games. But I think, you know, when you have a team that's gritty like the Raiders and that just doesn't give up, I think those flaws do eventually come out. And we did see that yesterday. And I think, you know, they really have to work on putting up points when they get in the red zone because, you know, field goals sometimes just aren't enough. And I think they have that high-powered offense. You know, they have Tyreek, but they're more of deep threats, you know, middle-of-the-field kind of guys than than red zone threats. So I think they have to kind of figure out who their red zone guys are going to be going forward if they want to beat teams, you know, down the stretch. Yeah, one more thing. I heard the announcers that game say, can you imagine how tired Mahomes is? He must be the most tired guy on the field. Oh, my God. Are we serious now? Steve knows this. He was a Giants fan. No one works harder than the defenders in the old linemen. Those dudes are tired. Not the dude who's in the pocket throwing the football. Please. And I wouldn't be going off like this, but the list of excuses I heard for this dude during the game was unbelievable. And when he's well, I'll give him his due. But I I really need to emphasize this. Russell Wilson's the best player in football. Sorry. Lou, you did have a good point. I am a Giants fan. Not was, am a Giants fan. I, I know it's not something to be- I meant. I meant back in the day when the defense was, you know what I mean? The scary yeah. dudes that no one wanted to play against. Like they were coming at you every down. And those dudes are tired. Not the QB. No, for sure. For sure. You know that I know football is one in the trenches. And a team that definitely needs to focus on winning the battle in the trenches to get better quarterback play is the Washington football team, guys. What a great story to see Alex Smith back on the field. Very weird that the same week that Alex Smith started, uh, Dak Prescott had a a gruesome injury. I don't want to say to a similar extent because the closest I've seen to an Alex Smith-like injury would probably take me back March Madness a couple years ago with that Kevin Ware injury. I know you guys uh, know where I'm talking about. I'm pretty sure he played on Louisville. But yeah, definitely a, was was a great sight to see Alex Smith, you know, fight his way. And I think, you know, Ron Rivera made the right call to keep Alex Smith in the game, even though Kyle Allen was medically cleared to come back in. I just don't know how you would t- remove the guy from, from that spotlight after working so hard, even if Ron decides to, to go back to Kyle. I don't think he will. I think they're going to try and see if they can figure something out with Alex Smith. But going to be interesting to see what happens with Haskins. I really feel like he's acting like a baby, honestly, the way he's carrying himself. But I got a couple of interesting teams that are going to try and target him. And we'll give you guys that hint next week when we talk about NFL trade scenarios. Yeah, Steve, it's the great story. Um, You're definitely right. And again, I, I think Ron Rivera sees we might have the best defense in this division. Actually, they do. They have a very good defense. I mean... Their weapons aren't terrible. They need a better running game. Uh, Terry McLaurin's the only really viable receiver. They have a solid tight end over there as well. But I think he sees that, listen, we can win this division. If Alex Smith can be the slightly above average game manager that led the Chiefs to, I believe, I think they were like 13-3 and or something crazy like that when the Colts bounced them in the playoffs first round, by the way. 
But no, he's a good football player. It's awesome to see him back. And this football team is not giving up. They've definitely given up on Dwayne Haskins because that dude just cannot play in the NFL or at least not with that weapon and system around him. But I really think Ron Rivera believes they can win this division and they're a tough out for everybody. They played very well, even in a loss. Now guys, going to a team that has definitely had more of a positive start than the Washington football team. That's the Pittsburgh Steelers. And I mean, 4-0, and and that was no slouch of a game that they played versus the Eagles. I know that they haven't been regarded as a top team this year, but they are on top of the NFC East, whatever respect that, that you give them for that. But, you know, this is a big rivalry over the years between the, the Steelers and the Eagles, and definitely wasn't the game that I was expecting. I went live on, on the Cincy Sandbox Instagram, and I said that this was going to be a game that was most definitely going to be an under. It was anything but that. So that one was deaf on me. But, you know, the Steelers look good, and I still don't even think that we've seen Big Ben at, at what he will be at his best this season. Yeah, no, Steve, I told you my Dark Horse Super Bowl team, uh, now that Darius is a little banged up, I believe that they're the best defense in the NFL. Personnel-wise, schematically, they breed receivers over there. Chase Claypool, dude, guy throwing off, catching four touchdowns. I believe he ran one of them in as well. Pick him up! Uh, huge pickup. Huge pickup this week for everybody. But you know, man, they're a good football team. They're scary. And if I'm the Ravens, I am on notice. This team is no joke. Yeah, I'm honestly surprised at how good Pittsburgh, you know, has been. Can sometimes be a big Pittsburgh critic, but I mean, I said it, I think, you know, either on last week's fantasy episode or the, or the week before, and Pittsburgh's whole thing is is keeping those main offensive guys healthy, healthy keeping, you know, James Conner healthy, keeping Big Ben healthy. You know, their defense is very, very good. So if they can keep, you know, those guys healthy, then they really are going to be a threat. I mean, they have Juju. They have James Conner, who went healthy, I think, as a top 10 running back. They have all the pieces. They have the defense. I think they really could be a threat in the playoffs this year. And you're right, Lou. I think Baltimore needs to take notice because last year was, you know, I don't want to say they breezed through that division, but they did, you know, do their thing. And I don't think it's going to be as easy this year. And if, if it comes down to them having to play the Steelers for the division, then I don't know. I mean, that defense is scary. I would not want to play that defense if I was Lamar Jackson. Yeah, those are going to be an interesting couple division matchups coming up for those two teams. But guys, a team that finally won a game in a division matchup on Sunday was the Houston Texans in Lou. We said it, you know, Romeo Cornell got those boys into shape. It's crazy, you know, the amount of probably weight off those guys' shoulders with Bill O'Brien not in that locker room. Um, and Lou, you were right. I said Matt Patricia, I said Adam Gase, and I said Bill O'Brien. Um, Matt Patricia will come at some point in time. Adam Gase will come at some point in time. But Bill O'Brien is gone from the Houston Texans. All I'm going to say is this here right now. The Texans are not getting back in this division. The Jag, they played well, and we were correct that Romeo Cornell would be better for this team. But I'm pretty sure the Jaguars missed three field goals in the first half alone. They've had awful kicking this season because Lambeau's been out and they've been using Steven Hauschka, who's as useful as the goalpost itself, so... Yeah, no, I, I think the Texans are going to be better. They're definitely playing for next season, though. They're not coming back. It's good to see them get a win. But again, I don't know. They play the Jaguars, and, and the Jaguars' fairy tale is kind of diminishing. You know, James Robinson's come down back to earth. So has the stash got a Minshew, Minshew mania, if you will. But, you yeah, know, they're, they're going to play better. Brandon Cooks, who I've had on my fantasy bench in CBS, finally decided to do something, which is great. We'll talk about him later in another episode we have coming up. But yeah, man, good for the Texans, good for Deshaun, but uh, still a long way to go. 
Yeah, I think the Texans are done as far as, you know, division sake. Even Deshaun pulled a Superman game every single game. I still don't think they have the roster around him right now you know, really be a serious threat to even, you know, come close to winning the division. And like I said last week on the fantasy episode, losing DeAndre Hopkins, I mean, we knew that was going to be big because you're losing a guy who's considered, you know, the best receiver in football. But it really is crazy to see how bad that offense is now without him. I mean, it's like night and day. And like I said, Deshaun hasn't even been playing horrible. I just feel like that offense is just is just not good. Yeah, he's not the same guy. And you know, I was calling this since that trade happened. I mean, you guys can go back and quote me on it if you wanted to. But it really is such a crazy difference. And, guys, another team that, that should probably be focusing on next year is the Atlanta Falcons. I mean, they couldn't even muscle it a win. Again, even though they were in a very contested game versus the Carolina Panthers. Lou, you said it. That is a very slept-on Carolina Panthers team. They are sneaky good. Teddy Two Gloves has been a great fantasy uh, stream play. I think you had him last Sunday. But I, I think that wide receiving core is interesting. The running back room is great because Mike Davis is picking up the slack with CMC gone. But, guys, just, just after you guys talk about the, the Falcons, I'd love to know who you guys view as the, the more legit one on the Carolina Panthers between DJ Moore and Robbie Anderson. I said it's the – I think it's Robbie Anderson uh, just out of pure experience. I think Teddy and him have a good relationship. And I said this, Steve, we went back. We can go all the way back to last year. I wanted Teddy Bridgewater instead of Phillip Rivers. And this is what Chris Ballard gets for not listening to me. Teddy Two Gloves is legit. Um, and the Falcons are done. They're, they've already said Matt Ryan is not going to be in their future plan. So send him to Indy, maybe. But nah, man, they're, they're just an absolute storm right now. The defense is bad. The offense isn't great. Without Julio, they're just embarrassing. And Calvin Ridley's getting those nice garbage points for you fantasy owners. That's great in a losing effort. But yeah, man, Carolina's good, dude. They gave the Bucks a run for their money. Their defense isn't as bad as people thought. And once CMC comes back, dude, they're a good offense. So I'm really looking forward to them playing teams in the future. You know what I mean? That division's good. So I'd love to see them versus the Bucks round two and versus the Saints. That'll be some fun games. The Atlanta Falcons, we know Julio's banged up, so that definitely changes things for them. Um, but, guys, someone else who also got banged up that I'm expecting uh, will miss for a couple of weeks is Dalvin Cook. I saw he had a little bit of a groin quad injury, so we'll have to see what happens there. Um, but moving to our last game, Lou, I, I couldn't forget the Colts here. And it, it was a tough game, not the outcome we were expecting. But I got to say that, that I was kind of impressed from the Browns just because they actually had the discipline enough to muscle out four games in a row. you know. I, I don't think that we've really expected to see that this season, and that's probably the first time that, that, that this has been done since Jim Brown was on the Browns. Yeah, definitely, man. I'm surprised. I thought they were going to fold after the uh, kick return and the pick, and they didn't. Um, I will credit a lot of that to Phillip Rivers and him throwing a, a safety where he didn't get tackled. I've never seen that in all my years of watching football. I, I've been watching football since I was seven. In 2004, that's 16 years of watching the NFL. Never seen that. But, yeah, they did look good. Defense was better than expected. Uh, with the Colts, though, need Darius back, need Anthony Costanzo back. They just didn't look the same on defense. They looked good. But when the captain's not out there and you're missing a guy that can cover Chase uh, Austin Hooper very well, kind of help on the running backs, and it was tough. We do need to rebound, but the Browns did show me something. They are not just going to fold uh, after big mistakes. But I do believe 
once they play better offensive teams than the Colts, you can't allow a kick return followed up by a huge pick. And also, Hot Rod, best kicker in football, outside of Justin Tucker. Yeah, I mean, the Browns are definitely turning heads this season. I mean, even, you know, me at the beginning of the season, big Browns uh, scrutinizer. So good for the Cleveland Browns. It's good to see them, you know, actually be able to, like, win a game or two or three, like, in a in a 16-game season. But, I mean, that offense is, is scary. I didn't know this, but they said it on Sunday that Browns actually have the number one rushing offense in the league. I mean, they have Jarvis, they have OBJ, they got Hooper. Like, as long as Baker can not mess up that bad rushing offense can can kind of be the motor and then they have guys like Jarvis and OBJ and and like I said Austin Hooper to air it out too like they're gonna be a scary team and their defense is definitely up and coming definitely solid but I mean they're gonna be they're gonna be a good team and again they're another team that could be a serious threat for the division so that division is gonna be getting real interesting within the next couple of weeks yeah, definitely will, guys. It, the next couple of weeks of the season are very important, weeks six, seven, and eight. It's crazy that we wrapped up five weeks with the NFL already. Uh, the season always seems to fly by. But that wraps it up for our week five NFL impressions. You guys can tune into our other episodes we got coming up this week, our fantasy rankings, games of the week, and our fantasy stock up, stock down, guys. That wraps it up, guys. Since the sandbox, we out. And like we always say, five stars, five stars, five stars.